Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Is it just me, or is there a lack of buzz for this Super Bowl in this in this area? You know, it's it's weird. You know, it's it's the number one, it's the biggest event, but you know, like Diesel and I have found the last couple of weeks that we're getting more buzz locally on Clemson and South Carolina basketball commentary than we are over the Super Bowl. And I, I realize, like, local always leads, right? I mean, local leads, you're, you're 100% right. But when, when we grew up, it was Super Bowl being the, the one event that transcended that, okay? The one event that superseded everything else, the Super Bowl. I, like, we are picking up very, very limited interest uh, locally in the Super Bowl this year. And I, I was thinking about this. You know, Kansas City... There's no tie between Kansas City teams in this area. There's no tie between this San Francisco in this area. This is a repeat Super Bowl matchup. There was a chance two of the final eight teams, Detroit, Buffalo, could give us two teams that have never won a Super Bowl previously. We didn't get that matchup, okay? So it kind of feels like, to me, in a sense, we're getting a sequel. I mean, is that how you got I mean, in your offices with what you do for work? A lot of people talking about the Super Bowl. Yay or nay. Also, want to remind you, we are um, returning to one of our favorite little bits and promotions. Um, Mark Ryan crashes your Super Bowl party. Uh, if you are so kind to uh, send us an invite to your Super Bowl get together, even if it's just a few people, you and the family, etc., uh, if you send us an invite with the address to your Super Bowl get-together, the wifey and I will pick two or three, and we'll go. All right? So you can call in with your Super Bowl invite and your address, or you can text it into us, 71307, on the text line. Uh, text us your address. Let me know a little bit about your Super Bowl get-together, how many people are going to be there, what are you going to have there, where do you live. Like Our studios are in Greenville. And, uh, man, this is one of our favorite bits. We did it in 2019 and 2020, uh, and we're bringing it back. Bringing it back, my friend. 71307, just start your text with the word fan, and away you go. So, how about the 
Um, to, to, to go back to what we just said, spinning it locally, right? How about the Clemson and South Carolina players playing in the Super Bowl right now, this year? Each team has exactly two. Each team has two guys in the Super Bowl this year, both Kansas City and San Francisco. On, uh, on, on Kansas City's side, okay, they've got uh, – I'm sorry – uh, San Francisco has three, Kansas City has one, but both Clemson and South Carolina both have two guys playing in the Super Bowl. Justin Ross for, from Clemson, Ray Ray McLeod III from Clemson. South Carolina has Debo Samuel, and it seems like a bust to me, honestly, guys. Is it safe to say this now? Javon Kinlaw, bust. Why did that not work out? I have no idea. Dude was absolutely unblockable at the college level. Unblockable, Javon Kinlaw. And, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say at this point, kind of seems like a bust, right? I mean, it's I, I don't think I'm hating when I say that. Seems like a bust. Um, two for Clemson, two for South Carolina, in, playing in the Super Bowl this year. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. It's interesting that they both have the same number of guys. Uh, when you look at the different teams, uh, when you look at the teams playing in the Super Bowl this year, and you look at who's in this thing and and how and why, et cetera, um, what you've got is you got uh, Oklahoma leads the way with six players playing in the Super Bowl from that college. Georgia has five. Florida and Michigan have four. Middle Tennessee, Penn State, Rutgers, and TCU have three. And then you have the long list of schools that have two players playing in the Super Bowl, of which Clemson and South Carolina are represented. Fair number, an above-average number of players playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> you're no Florida, okay? Flexing, popping my Florida Gators collar over here. You're no Florida who has four, but you're respectable. Two players playing in the Super Bowl. Not bad. What about the number of total active players in the NFL from each college this year? Total number, the, the, the schools that have the highest number of active NFL players. Diesel, you got to guess? One through three? Schools with the uh, highest number of active NFL players. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. You got one. Georgia, oh, you got two, and you got four, number four. So you missed number three. Very good. Uh, Very good guess. LSU. Ding, wow. How about that? Alabama leads the way, 73 active NFL players. Ohio State, 62. LSU, 58. Georgia, 57. Who's also in the top five? That's right, my beautiful babies. The Florida Gators at number 46. Clemson is ninth with 41 players in the NFL, and South Carolina is 26th. South Carolina has 27 players right now in the National Football League. Appalachian State, by the way, Diesel, 13 players in the NFL. Sam Martin might be the longest tenured NFL player from App State. That dude has been in the league forever. 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 And, and a day. And he's a hell of a punter. Forever in a day. Uh, Texter says, Mark Tate and the refs fixing games. 
has killed the buzz. Oh, stop. I can't. I can't. I can't. Let, Watch something other than Fox News, would you, Texter? Because that's where you got that from. Really? Really? Yeah, there's some huge conspiracy uh. that they're spouting on Fox News. Like, Fox News will make anything political, but they're spouting come some conspiracy about, you know, collusion and Taylor Swift. And, like, it's just, and it's because they're anti-vaxxers. They're going to get, they're going to have some embrace on the field after the game, and they're going to spread an anti-vax met. Stop. Yeah, a pro-vax guys. message. Just, just stop, you Man, guys. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give you something to flush all this BS out of your system, Texter. I really am. How about some horse tranquilizer? I got some of that for you. There, there. Or you could just drink some Clorox. <laughs> uh, first invitation to the Super Bowl party has come in. Super Bowl party. Uh, thank you so much, Texter. Uh, the wifey and I greatly appreciate that. Mark Ryan, you never know, just might crash your Super Bowl party. We do this every single – well, we did this in 2019, 2020. We will see. Um, by the way, uh, I think Charles Barkley, Diesel, has a message for that guy. Okay? <laughs> I think Charles Barkley has a message for this guy. Now, now, sir, with all due respect, and I do mean all due respect. Is that like uh, a non-Southern way of saying bless your heart, which doesn't actually mean bless your heart? When you say with all due respect, <laughs> it always precedes you slamming somebody. Right? It always precedes the other shoe dropping. Texter, Charles Barkley has a message for you. I'm going to look right in that camera. If you're screaming Uh-oh. at Taylor Swift saying she ruined her, you're just a loser. You're just a loser or a jackass. You can be A or B. <laughs> if you're screaming that Taylor Swift ruined it. Guys, you know, what are we doing when, you know, if you don't like something politically, you don't use the product anymore. You know, I had somebody text in to my show the other night, and this is this is fantastic. They texted into the show on the planet and said that the, all this Taylor Swift coverage has gotten his 16-year-old daughter to actually sit down and watch football with him. I love it. Bringing families together. I love it, man. Why is that a bad thing? Guys, like, what is wrong with us as a society where when you where when you don't like where somebody stands politically, you stop using the product, you stop liking the product. So what do we know about Taylor Swift? We know that Taylor Swift doesn't like Donald Trump. So what? So what? You can still like her music. What do we know about Bud Light? Uh, they had a pro-gender equality message. And uh, they had, right? They sent one custom-made or custom-printed Bud Light can to one trans influencer, sent it to him privately. Not, It wasn't a campaign. It was a private, hey, congratulations on your thing. Here you go. Guys, this is not, um, you know, boycotting the Live Tour because they used, the Live Tour uses money from NIL contributors. I mean, NIL, 9-11 contributors. This is not that. Okay, just stop with that. Okay, like it's it's just stop. This is you saying I'm not going to use your product. I'm not going to listen to your music. I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl because Taylor Swift is there and she doesn't like Trump. Like, like how sensitive could we possibly be? We have this audio here, Mark. This is a Swifty making fun of guys like this texter. In the same way that guys like that texter are upset about all of the Taylor Swift coverage leading up to the Super Bowl. Listen to this. 
I was literally just watching the air show. I wanted to see Taylor Swift perform. And for a total of 20 seconds during the whole like three and a half hour performance, there were like 20 seconds where it showed Travis Kelsey. I was like, what? He was there like supporting his girlfriend and cheering for her. And I was like, I don't even understand like what he's doing there. And why is it showing him? It's really not fair for us, for us, (laughs) for us Swifties who have been fans of Taylor Swift for our whole lives like we wanted to watch her perform and the cameras just keep panning to Travis Kelsey it's just inconsiderate when it comes down to it like he's he's ruining live music I just feel like I couldn't ever even go to another concert again I'm gonna say this Diesel I mean that is kind of pathetic right that's kind of pathetic kind of adorable um but anybody I I can guarantee you this anybody presenting a boycott of Taylor Swift would never have a chance of dating her, you know? And I think I think on some level, that jealousy is at work here and at play. This is a wholesome relationship. I don't give a rip. Like, what is wrong with us if, like, you are going to refuse to financially support anything because that person doesn't align with your politics? We've lost our ability to just get over it. Like, we, we don't know how to do that anymore. You, you don't like what somebody said to you? Get over it. You don't like this this thing? Get over it. Somebody made fun of your shoes? Get over it. We've forgotten how to do that. So now everything has to turn into a continued argument. And then you just keep going round and round and round in the same pathetic childish circles. And it's incredible. Like, it's it's just insane, guys, that, like, we've lost the ability, seemingly, to have constructive discussion, okay? We just want to take sides at everything. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I guarantee you, okay, that many of you don't share the same political leanings as me. You're listening to this show. What, are you going to boycott the show because we don't have the same beliefs on, on health care? Uh, really? You, I don't like Mark Ryan because he feels differently about health care than I do. Grow up. Deal with it. I mean, that's what you guys are doing with Bud Light and with Taylor Swift. It's pathetic. IT Gamecock says it's the dads, brads, and chads that have a problem with all this Taylor Swift coverage. I don't get it. Guys, I I really, really don't get it. Texter here says, uh, I don't drink Bud Light because it sucks. Well, yeah, it's not particularly great beer. But, like, what does it affect you if somebody else drinks Bud Light? It doesn't. Well, you know what that means? If somebody else is drinking Bud Light, Regardless of your feeling about Bud Light being good beer or not being good beer, if they're drinking Bud Light, that leaves more of the beer you like for you. So technically, it's a good thing. And if you don't realize, this is something Diddy, who who now works for a beer distributor, Diddy Mike Venditti, who's on our station all the time, who, who co-hosted the Carolina Panther pregame show with me, he works for a beer distributor now. He goes, all these people who got pissed off over Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch for doing what they did, they don't have a clue of just how many beers Anheuser-Busch owns. So all these people saying, well, I'm going to go drink this instead. Yeah, Anheuser-Busch owns that. I'm going to go drink this beer instead. Anheuser-Busch owns that too. Well, I'm going to go drink this Miller product. Well, Miller product, Miller has had you know trans advocacy programs too. Well, I'm going to go drink this brand. They've done it too, and they did it more, and they did it openly Whereas Bud Light sent one can to one person, and you guys just can't get over it. And the reality is you don't have the power you think you do. 
Okay, you can't coalesce and take down a brand. Social media has tricked you into thinking you have power. Yeah, it really does. Because you can just scream into the ether and, oh, I got 37 people to hit like on my opinion. John Dog says, what's the over-under on how many times they show Taylor Swift? I'll be watching for that and the game. I'll set the over-under diesel at 10. Assuming she's there. She will be. I, I would take the over on 10. Over on 10. I would take the over on 10. Now, this is the entire broadcast, right? Are we talking about a whole broadcast game. Or, or just the game? Game. Ooh. Ooh. I think I set the number right. Oh, man, that's tough. I think that I set the tough. number right. So yeah. is it not? Is the over under nine and a half yeah. or ten and a half? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I would I would take the uh, I would take the over on that, yeah. He, and it's, it's an interesting prop bet. Like are are you degenerates interested in gambling? Shouldn't you want to have a new thing? Are you are you aren't you done gambling on how long the national anthem is gonna take to sing? Isn't that passe done with? Texter says, I'm as conservative as they come, but I'm ready for Trump to take a short walk off a steep cliff. Cliff, so says Spur Daddy. Except they're trying to make it a political thing with Kelsey pushing Pfizer. No, Kelsey endorses Pfizer. He can endorse who he wants to endorse. Like, who cares? Who cares? And Swift is owned by George Soros. You guys are just sheep. And by the way, I hate... Oh, God. This guy, like, think for yourself for once in your life. Hang on, hang on. We gotta, we gotta throw, we gotta play this quote because he, because he clearly already forgot the message. I'm gonna look right in that camera. If you're screaming uh -oh. Taylor Swift saying she ruined her, you're just a loser. You're just a loser or a jackass. You can be A or B. So which are you, a loser or a jackass? What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? All right, my friends. Up next. I can now say this conclusively about South Carolina's basketball program. That's next. This is Offsides, the fan upstate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate's. Rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. So um, I can tell you this about South Carolina and their basketball team. This team continues to shock. They continue to blow us away. And now you're no longer talking about are the Gamecocks, do they have a chance to make the tournament? Now you're talking about the Gamecocks as one that can do damage in the tournament, that as one that might be able to make a little bit of a run in the tournament. Could they be a Sweet 16 team? 
Could they win a few games? Might they even be able to make a run all the way to the Final Four? There is no sport that shamefully um, honors brand names more so and more incorrectly than college basketball. There's no sport that does that more. All right? But all you got to do is go to the standings page, look at the SEC conference standings, and, well, well, what do we have here? South Carolina is in second place in the SEC. Now number 15, South Carolina. By the way, I my guess was that the Gamecocks were going to be 18th in the poll. I think I kind of nailed it because they're 15th in the AP and they're 20th in the coaches. The AP is always more volatile. The coaches' poll is always it's harder to, to, to make big moves up and down, right? This is unbelievable, guys. Unbelievable. Um, you got uh, Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn, Tennessee, and Kentucky. You've got South Carolina keeping that company. Keeping that company. How about it? Just uh, like it, it, I'm blown away at the job Lamont Paris is doing right now. And then you've got this. I have used a website, Team Rankings, regularly, regularly, oh, bleh, say that three times fast, over the last few years uh, for NCAA tournament projections, right? They've been pretty accurate over the last few years. Here are the current tournament chances, all right, for Clemson, Florida, and South Carolina. Okay, Clemson, Florida, and South Carolina. You tell me which of these odds are correct for, for each team. Should the odds be higher, lower, or are they just right? Team rankings, which, again, like I, I in three or four years now, there hasn't been a significant team that's been 80% to make it, they didn't make it, or a team that's been 20% to make it that did make it. They've been pretty accurate on this. They say Clemson is a 98% chance to make the tournament. And I'm saying, based on what? Based on, based on what exactly? I mean, you're thrilled about this if you are a Clemson fan. But you look at the standings. South Carolina is in second place in the SEC. The SEC seems to be a better conference than the ACC this year. Five ranked teams to two ranked teams. Clemson is in 11th place. 11th place, Diesel, in the ACC. But... They have a somewhat respectable 14-7 and record overall, 10-1 and in the non-conference, uh, but 4-6 and in conference. Oh, boy. How did North Carolina fall to Georgia Tech and were still number three in the country when they played Duke Saturday night? Now, they beat Duke yep. fairly convincingly, so I think they, they would have and should have moved back up uh, into the top five after that game. But you know, I looked at the, uh, the uh, net rankings last week. It was probably Thursday, Friday of last week. And I looked at, at, you know, it shows you their current net ranking and their previous net ranking, and 1 through 19 hadn't moved. Like, there's no movement in the top 20 in the net ranking. And I think 19 and 20 just flip-flop places. And you had to go all the way down to, like, number 26 to find anybody who moved up a place or two. Like, it just it's it's it feels like... The rankings are very much rigged to prop up the big schools and the big conferences. And no matter what they do, it doesn't matter. Win a bunch, lose a bunch, doesn't matter. There is more helmet scouting in this sport than there is any other sport. So 
Uh, Clemson's odds, are they better or worse than 98%? Far worse. I think I would put Clemson's odds to make the tournament right now about 60%. They say Florida, team rankings does, has a 76% chance to make the tournament. Well, Florida right now seems to be firmly on the bubble. Heading into Saturday's game uh, against Texas A&M, Joe Lenardi had the Gators as the first team out. They lost to Texas A&M. He had Texas A&M in. But Florida, let's see, three, four, five, six. Florida is tied for sixth place, okay, uh, in the SEC right now. I'm sorry, no, one, two, three, four, tied for fifth place in the SEC. Not bad. Florida Gators, resume looks very similar to Clemson, okay, 15 and 7 overall. But, guys, you look at this uh, at this top 25 poll, Florida doesn't have a vote. Clemson doesn't have a vote in either poll. Okay, either poll. Not, neither, neither Florida nor Clemson have a vote. South Carolina, AP poll, number 15, 564 votes. 564. Um, coaches poll, number 20, South Carolina. You pine for it. They tried to disrespect you for as long as they could possibly disrespect you. And you said you made it so that they you, they just can't disrespect you anymore. I am like, you know, I'm happy for you guys. You know, you've got something to cheer for, somebody to cheer for, right? And I like to say it's easy to me to root for, to root for good people. You know, there's a hidden meaning in what I'm saying here. I'll let you guys figure it out. Okay, um, Lamont Paris. It's easy to root for good people. It's easy to root against shady ones. Okay, you guys fill in the blanks. What am I really trying to say there? What am I really trying to say? I'm really happy uh, for the Gamecock men's basketball program. And now, you know, what Lamont Paris has been successfully able to do is parlay the momentum of the women's program into his own. And frankly, folks, he's doing this with the Island of Misfit Toys. A bunch of transfers, a Michi Johnson holdover. You know, like, how do you think you're feeling if you're Gigi Jackson right now? You're in the NBA. You're making money. Bro, you were the problem. You were the problem here. How could you say anything but you were the problem? Clemson, on the other hand, man, brutal loss. Brutal loss to uh, to Virginia. Lost by a single point at home. Clemson was a four-and-a-half point favorite. I had a number of people telling me, I get Virginia and I get four-and-a-half points. Easiest money I ever made in my life, and they were telling me that before the game. Then Virginia goes to Clemson and wins. You know, guys, you, you, you don't want to say it's a full choke job and a full tank job by Clemson just yet, but we're heading in that direction. Heading in that direction. Clemson has lost six of its last nine games, and Clemson is at number three North Carolina tomorrow. Do you have to win that game? I don't think you do. You win that game, you clinch a tournament berth, I think, with a win. Um, but what you don't want to see is Clemson not being competitive, Clemson getting blown out on that one, because then you're on the road on Saturday against Syracuse as well. All right, my friends. Up next on the show, we're joined by Chris Phillips uh, of SEC Unfiltered. Why did... 
The voters keep the Gamecocks out of the top 25 for so long. That's next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate joined right now by the hosts of SEC Unfiltered. Formerly the Daily Crow, the Spurs Up show, Chris Phillips joins us right now. Chris, I'm used to your tweet coming in. I didn't see the tweet today, and I wanted to make sure that you were still uh, cool to come on today, brother. How is life? Hope all is well. Yeah, I missed that, Mark. I've been on the slopes all day up here in uh, beautiful North Carolina getting some East Coast skiing in. So uh, I was out of the house and, and shredding some gnar, as the locals like to say, before I could fire off hey, the post. So what I do is, apologize. What but, is uh, the best skiing in the Carolinas? I would say Beach Mountain and Sugar Mountain is going to be your best bet. I mean, obviously, South Carolina, there is no skiing. And then, of course, North Carolina, you got tons of different options. Um, Appalachia, Ski Mountains, another one. But I would say Beach Mountain or Sugar Mountain for your money is, is your best bet. But I would advise do not go on a Saturday. I know from personal experience two days ago that uh, it's an absolute mess if you try to go on a weekend. So being out here on a Monday is a much more enjoyable. Chris, did you have your head on a swivel for any black bear? You saw that video, right? You, you yeah, seen the video? No, yeah, that's crazy. Sure. Yeah, heads on a swivel, no black bears, thankfully. Um, <laughs> just seen some deer and some squirrels, so nothing that'll, that'll harm us too badly. Chris, how about the Gamecock men's basketball team, man? Like, how do you explain what we're seeing here? Yeah, I mean, to your point, Mark, we talked this time last week, and I told you that uh, you know, no matter what the result is, obviously South Carolina wasn't ranked. But you keep winning, and the rankings will take care of themselves. And finally, Lamont Paris has seen got the respect they deserve being ranked 15th today in the poll. Um, I, mean, I think what you're seeing, right, we always have, is it the chicken or the egg conversation? No pun intended when it comes to confidence and success, right? You need success to be confident, but you need to be a confident group to be successful, right? And then it snowballs on each other. Um, I think what you're seeing with this team, guys, we've talked about it before. It's a veteran group you got from the transfer portal, right, that are come from winning cultures that are good players in their own right, a bunch of different leaders, if you will, and guys that lead by example. And, you know, when the winning happened, I think the confidence has just grown and grown and grown and, um, I mean, I think obviously that upset win over Kentucky was a big step, but that win at Tennessee, man, um, the way South Carolina just took it to the balls from start to finish, one of the highest scoring offense in the league, and they really held them down. So I, I think you're seeing a bunch of guys that, again, have a veteran presence that are leaders that are bought into what Lamont Paris is preaching. And by the way, they're also pretty good basketball players. And, you know, it's playing out well against South Carolina's hot, right? They're playing with a ton of confidence. So we'll see if they can carry that over into March. And it's good to see the Gamecocks getting the respect they deserve again. It's, it's for weeks. I think we've all been kind of waiting, maybe some of us have, for the downfall or for this team to kind of turn back into the pumpkin, if you will. But, you know, no longer are we talking about this being a fringe NCAA tournament team. This is a realistic competitor and contender in the SEC. And certainly I think they're nearly a lock at this point for March Madness. Chris, what are you seeing from the South Carolina fan base? When I when I posed this idea years ago, I think I was laughed off the phone line and the text line when I said, South Carolina fans, you've been spinning your wheels at football for decades. Why don't you just embrace being a basketball school? Really embrace being a basketball school. Uh, I don't know that that'll ever happen, but how? what are you seeing from the fans over the past week, two weeks, and their embracing of this program, and do you think it'll stick long-term? Yeah, I mean, I think they're loving it, guys. I mean, listen, I, I always believe that despite 
you know, low attendance numbers and maybe a feeling that there was a lack of passion around basketball, that if South Carolina had a winner, the fans would show up, right? Number one, Gamecock fans love more than anything's a winner, right? It could be cornhole or ping pong, and I think the fan base would show up and show support and show a passion for it if the Gamecocks are winning. So I'm not surprised at all. I mean, obviously, these are the reaction has been, you know, jubilation, if you will, uh, an excitement level that we haven't seen in quite some time. And, I mean, while we all know, right, that men's basketball will never rival football for uh, attention or notoriety or even passion from each fan base, I think Gamecock Nation is showing everyone that there is a real passion and love for basketball. And, you know, when there's a product to get behind, Gamecock Nation is second to none when it comes to getting behind that program. Chris Phillips joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Chris, Diesel and I darn near came to blows on Friday uh, over a the discussion on South Carolina where Diesel was saying, essentially, Mark, are you saying all the math and analytics that have the Gamecocks not being great are wrong? They know more than you do, right? And I'm saying, I said, Diesel, they're wrong. They just beat number five. They just beat number six. Um, you know, even today, Chris, you know, the site that I've used for a few years, teamrankings.com, has South Carolina with a 59% chance to get in. South Carolina just ranked by the AP poll and the coaches poll for the first time all year. Like, why is why has everyone been so slow to react and respond to what is clearly a good, a very good basketball team, one that is second in the SEC and one that's had a, a better record than, you know, the, the brands that continue to be ranked in the top ten, Kentucky and, and Tennessee, much of the way. Yeah, Mark, I think everybody's just been expecting the implosion, you know, and, and that's right, wrong, or indifferent. I think that's what you've been seeing. So, like you mentioned, it's South Carolina, I feel like it's had to do 5X or 10X, what normal teams, maybe with some more history and tradition, have had to do to get the benefit of the doubt and, become ranked and I mean you can look at the records and, and that'll that'll prove it to you right there so you know I, I think the 59 percent mark again I think it's that low because I think there's just a lot of people for whatever reason maybe it's uh the numbers and the analytics like you guys talked about or it's just the you know the history of South Carolina basketball this is a program let's face it hasn't been very good uh I think there's many still doubters out there that while they'll give their roses to Lamont Paris this week and rank the Gamecocks inside of the top 15 I think they'll be waiting on the downfall. And I think at some point, listen, you just got to give credit where credit's due. I think we've got to stop expecting the downfall. You know, even on Saturday, Mark, South Carolina was a one-and-a-half-point underdog at Georgia. And I know that was a Georgia team that beat them at Colonial Life Arena. But after what you saw against Kentucky and against Tennessee, it felt a little disrespectful that Lamont Paris's team, after winning four in a row, uh, was an underdog in that game. So, I, listen, I think they love it, though. I think they love being doubted. You know, Lamont Paris had the quote that if they like us, they like us, and if they don't, they'll pay the price. I mean, I, I think that they're they're being fed off of that. I think many Gamecock fans almost would have rather this team not been ranked the entire season just to keep playing that disrespect card. But this will be an interesting week, Mark. you got a big game tomorrow night at home, but against an, a dangerous Ole Miss team. Uh, and then, of course, you continue conference playing. I'll just be interested to see – now that South Carolina is in the top 15, this target has got a little bit bigger on their back and there's some real expectations. How do you respond to it? Chris, there's a lot of younger guys on this team. Not a lot, not a really senior-laden team. As a matter of fact, I'm scrolling down the roster right now and I'm seeing almost no seniors. Josh Gray is a senior. Uh, Taylon Cooper is a grad student. What do you think this program is going to be able to do to keep these guys at South Carolina? Because you know, we've seen how many players will just up and leave for their senior year to go somewhere else. And a lot of these guys maybe did that from another school to come to South Carolina. Uh, what are you seeing and hearing from, from the, especially the NIL and booster side of things 
how they're going to keep some of these guys around and build on this for a second season? Well, I think, Diesel, it, it helps Lamont Paris's job and South Carolina's job a lot when you look at the results on the court this season and, right, you're winning. And so you can sell a winning culture. And I think, again, one of the biggest reasons they're winning is that these guys have bought into Lamont Paris. They've bought into his message. They've bought into his vision. And so I think a lot of guys like that are going to be a lot more, uh, lot more likely, right, to stick around when the going's good. And I think depending on what they do this year, he can sell them on, hey, we can do even more. We can go even further. You know, we've got more experience coming back. We're going to have the team to make a real run at this thing. So, you know, I think you sell, obviously, the, the, the potential of what can happen on the court. And then off the court, like you mentioned, I think the NIL stuff is improving at South Carolina. I think South Carolina uh, put some real funds towards NIL. Again, like I mentioned, there's some people, you know, that are high up, that, you know, big money boosters, if you will, that are really passionate about basketball, right? And they really want to see it succeed, and they don't understand why uh, men's basketball has never been a consistent winner. And so I think the NIL situation has improved a lot. Um, but I, I think really what overriding is going to help South Carolina retain this talent, retain recruiting is, you know, the vision of what Lamont Paris is selling and then how it's playing out on the court and the success they're having. And I think that's going to keep a lot of guys and bring a lot of big-time players to Columbia. Dalton Connect, you mentioned last week or the week before, Chris, that you, your opinion, he was the best player in the SEC this year, 20 points a game. Um, I, I was. It floors me that the best player in the league came from Northern Colorado. That's not to say, Chris, that like good basketball isn't being played in smaller leagues, you know. But do you think Tennessee even knew what they were getting with this? Like, what does it say about the SEC on the whole that the best player in the league currently came from Northern Colorado? Yeah, I think, Mark, basketball is one of those games where I don't know if you can really look at it like football where it's like, you know, we can count all the states of Florida and Georgia and Texas and California for the recruiting hotbeds. And, I mean, I, I think certainly there are some cities and regions that produce more good players because basketball is either the bigger deal or, or they have more people there. But, I mean, I think it's just the beauty of basketball, man, and, and, and some of these these sports where the parity is so increased, right? And one of the biggest reasons it is, is there's just a lot of really good players, and they come from all over the country. And I don't know that Tennessee knew they were going to be getting arguably the best player in college basketball, one of the most lethal shooters, right? Even look back to last week, that game that, that South Carolina won. I mean, the only reason Tennessee was in it at the end is Dalton Connect just hit some crazy shots down there down the stretch. So um, I don't know that they knew they were getting him in that. But, I mean, I just think it screams to Mark. There's just a lot of good basketball players across the country. And, um, you know, obviously the SEC has become an even more attractive landing spot for those guys, the, the way the conference has improved in the hardwood, the great coaches, if you will, featured in the league. So, um, you know, I, it doesn't really surprise me when guys come from all over, uh, especially these blue blood programs. They're going to go out and they're going to recruit the best talent no matter where it's from. Chris, can I get your prediction? How deep into the SEC tournament do you believe South Carolina can and will go? And ultimately, who do you think wins that thing? Who's built to, to uh, win the whole thing? How far can they go? I mean, at this point, are you really going to doubt South Carolina? They can't make it to a minimum the final day. I mean, can they win the whole thing? I mean, they've beaten two of the top three, in my opinion, in, in Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, now, I think Alabama's going to have a say. I think Auburn's going to have a say. I think Tennessee's still going to have a say. I'm worried about Kentucky's defense. Um, it's not just against South Carolina, right? They had a really poor showing against Mark's Florida Gators, by the way. Shout out to the Gators who put on a show at Rupp Arena. Yes, sir. But uh, – yeah, Kentucky's really been struggling defensively, and I think that might be the thing that holds them back this year and what's a really big year for John Calipari. Um, so can South Carolina make it to the final day? I think they can. You know, when you ask me, Diesel, and Gamecock fans are going to hate it, you know, I, I still look at who's going to win the SEC tournament. I, I still look at a Tennessee. I still look at, 
you know, in Alabama and how hot they're getting, right? Because some of basketball, right, is not just are you the best team. It's do you get hot at the right time, right? Do you catch fire when it matters? Alabama is scorching hot. You know, does Auburn go on a run? And if Kentucky can get their defense short up, I mean, obviously they've got the roster to beat anybody. But if I had to pick right now, I'd still probably pick Tennessee to win the entire tournament. I, I would. I, I still think they're the best team. I mean, it's basketball. Upsets happen. You know, I know Gamecock fans are going to say, by rule, South Carolina is the better team. But I still think Tennessee is one of the best teams in college basketball. And so if I had to pick right now, I think I'd still go with the Vols. Chris Phillips, SEC Unfiltered, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate, uh, joining us from the ski slopes. We appreciate the time here, Chris. Thank you so very much, my friend. Um, so, Chris, we are picking up here a very weird vibe, and I don't know if I've ever experienced it before, and I'm trying to figure out the why. You're mm-hmm. South Carolina-based. You cover all the, the entirety of the SEC. We are picking up less interest in and around the Super Bowl than I ever have before. Okay, like, re- really. And I, I understand, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the why. Kansas City, you know, uh, San Francisco, both have, uh, Clemson and South Carolina, by the way, both have two players playing in the Super Bowl this year. But, but Chris, you know, it's, it's essentially, in this area, um, it's, there's no buzz for it. And I'm trying to figure out the why there. What do you think? How are you going to cover the Super Bowl on your show? Yeah, good question. I mean, we'll probably just highlight the SEC guys that are in the Super Bowl, and any of them, if any of them make plays, or inevitably when they do make plays, we'll probably we'll probably post some highlights here and there. But I mean, to your point, Mark, I, I, I you know I speak for myself. I'm not a huge NFL guy. I stay so wrapped up in the college game, and you know, keeping up with 16. Let's just go ahead and talk Oklahoma and Texas. 16 SEC teams. It's a full time gig in itself. I'll catch a game here and there, and obviously, I'll watch the Super Bowl, but. Um, I just, I don't know, Mark, I think down in the Southeast, I, I just think it's a little bit of a tougher draw. I, I really do. And I don't know how many Chiefs fans or 49ers fans we have down in the Carolinas or the Southeast in general, but I, I doubt it's many. Although I do have a buddy of mine to his, uh, his wife is a big Chiefs fan and they're from Kansas city. So there you go. Right. I at least know one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think, I think everyone will watch it, but from a diehard perspective of wanting to consume content around it or break it down or really engage on social media, I just, I don't know. I, I think it might be a little bit of a tougher draw with our bases, but certainly we'll talk about it, Mark. We'll highlight it. We'll talk about the SEC guys in the Super Bowl, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch those guys ball out. Chris, I'm going to ask you a big question now with only about three and a half, four minutes to go in this interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make of the new SEC Big Ten Advisory Committee? Where does this ultimately go? Do we see SEC expansion? Is this the beginning of the split off? Just general thoughts. Well, boys, it's happening. I mean, I think college sports is, whether we like it or not, changing before our very eyes, right? I think if people thought NIL and transfer portal were a big shift, I think they're going to be uh, in for an awakening with what happens with the SEC and Big Ten. I mean, I don't have it on any sort of authority or any sources or anything like that, but I don't know how you can look at this and not think that this is truly the beginning of, you know, the Power Five or at least the SEC, the Big Ten, some of these bigger conferences breaking off and doing their own thing, right? I mean, why wouldn't they, right? Do the SEC and the Big Ten, do they need the NCAA anymore? And if stuff like, uh, you know, the battles against the transfer portal and legal court, the stuff with Tennessee and Virginia against the NCAA, if they keep going in favor of the schools, which I have a pretty good feeling they're going to, don't you think at some point somebody's going to wake up and say, hey, like, 
Like, why are we listening to them? It's like it's like the bully, right? And the kid that's being bullied, he realizes finally he's bigger than the other guy. And he's like, why am I taking this from you, right? So the SEC, the Big Ten, I think they're the big bad bullies in the schoolyard. And they're realizing the NCAA, you know, when everybody hit their growth spurts, I think the NCAA stayed where they were. And the SEC and Big Ten sprouted like we, like, we don't have to listen to you anymore, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to happen, guys. I think even in five years, I think college athletics is going to look completely different from what we know it. And, whether that's going to be a good or bad thing, we'll see. Chris, uh, is it even fair in the current climate to judge head coaches, to judge Beamer, to judge Napier? I saw you had Napier listed as dead man walking, and I still consider you a friend after that, Chris. Okay? So uh, so what is – like, like hit me. Like, how can we fairly evaluate coaches in this climate, or, or can we even – that's a good question, Mark. I, I just think with the ever-changing landscape, and number one, you, you got to hold coaches accountable, right? I mean, I totally understand. Listen, they have no days off. They're being asked to, you know, their workload has increased, but they're compensated handsomely for it, right? I mean, they are. Like, they're making life-changing money to do what they do to coach football. So, I, I think, Mark, and I know you would agree, you absolutely have to have high standards and expectations. I don't think just because of the ever-changing landscape, you – you necessarily, you know, maybe you have to be more understanding here and there. Like, hey, you're going to lose some guys in the transfer portal. NIL is going to happen. You're not going to fire a guy because you lose out on somebody because they transferred or what have you. But, you know, I, I, that's why when Shane Beamer was hired, Mark, and I guess NIL hadn't even become a thing at this point, I, I felt like a five-year window was a solid window. But I don't think all situations, Mark, are built equally. I think that's why it's really tough to just go purely off of records or purely off of scores or – um, you know, purely off of wins or losses or what have you. I think you have to look at the context. I think context matters. I think what program you're at matters. I think um, what you've done historically matters. It doesn't define you, but I think it matters, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't keep the record. We wouldn't keep it down in a record book. So, um, you know, I think some guys, you know, after two years. I think some, you know, after three. I think some, maybe it takes five. Maybe, you know, after four, right? Mentioning Shane Beamer. So, um, I think it's just one of those things, man, where I, I don't know that you can set a – uh, hey, every coach should get five years or three years or two years or what have you. I think it really is a case-by-case basis. But certainly, no matter what, these coaches should be held accountable and expectations should be firm. And uh, and I think that's a question South Carolina fans and this program and administration might have to ask themselves if things go south this fall. My friends, his name is Chris Phillips, owns, runs, and operates SEC Unfiltered. He also gives you skiing recommendations, Beach Mountain, Sugar Mountain, and the Carolinas. <laughs> Appreciate you joining us, Chris. Thanks, as always, man. Mark Diesel, appreciate you guys. Y'all take care. All right, we do appreciate that. Chris Phillips with a lot of uh, insight as to what's going on on the SEC basketball front. Gamecock fans, get used to it. Get used to being atop the SEC standings. Chris said, you know, look, made some investments in name, image, and likeness in basketball. Clemson made some investments, name, image, and likeness, a sport where one player can make a big difference. Yeah, embrace it. You know, he said a lot of Gamecock fans are waiting for the other shoe to drop when it comes to basketball. You're waiting for uh, a tough loss. You got to stay in that pocket. You can't hit the eject button if you lose one game that you're not supposed to. You got to stay with it. North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech, and they stayed in the top five, and they sold the place out the next night. Granted, it was Duke, but still, those fan bases – who take basketball seriously, even when they lose a game, they still show out and pack the arena the next night anyway. And that's how you keep your program operating at a high level. You got to embrace it. You got to really embrace it. All right, my friends, we've got the top five at five coming your way next, right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.